Welcome to The Field Viewpoint, a Digital Farming Institute podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Sled. This is not just another ag tech podcast. This podcast brings together viewpoints that move far beyond field view button pushes and standard sales pitches. Whether you're a seasoned seller looking to sharpen your digital sales skills, or you're just starting your journey using digital tools in the field, this podcast is designed to help you build your confidence with your confidence. In today's episode, we talk to our climate enablement managers about field view competitors and how to handle objections around other digital platforms in the ag tech space. Let's get started. Well, hello again, Digital Farming Institute listeners. Uh, we're back with another podcast, and we're also continuing our series talking about objections that we hear in the field around field view. And today we have two more incredible climate enablement managers, both of whom I respect. And I know I say that every time, but I genuinely mean it. Uh, These are individuals on the call today who I've spent quite a bit of time working with on training content, both for Digital Farming Institute and beyond. I respect them dearly. They have unique backgrounds themselves that they'll share a little bit more as they introduce themselves. But here today, we have Matt Zimmerman, who is a CEM, Climate Enablement Manager from Illinois, as well as Ben Schrader, who is a Climate Enablement Manager from Minnesota, Wisconsin. And I'm going to kick it over to them. Briefly introduce yourselves, guys. Let us know where you came from and uh, how you got into this role. Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, I'm Matt Zimmerman. Like Val mentioned, I am the CEM or Climate Enablement Manager for East Central Illinois. So I cover from basically the bottom of Cook County all the way down the Illinois-Indiana border. And I've been working for FieldView for going on six years now, actually. I started my career down in St. Louis on our support team answering phone calls and emails uh, about product questions from across the country. And and that's really where I got my knowledge around our product. And then once I had the opportunity after a couple of years, I joined the field sales team here as a CEM, getting myself closer to home, closer to family and friends as we farm on the west side of the state over in a small town called New Boston, Illinois. So once that opportunity arose, I, I had to jump all over it because I love interacting with farmers day in and day out face to face and really helping them overcome some of the challenges and problems that they have with with our product and helping them use it more efficiently. Yeah, and I'm Ben Schrader. I work in Western Minnesota as Climate Enablement Manager. Been here for three and a half years. Prior to that, I spent seven years as as an ASGRO to CALB FSR in North Dakota. And prior to that, uh, since college, I worked ag retail in North Dakota. Thank you again, guys, for spending time with us uh, during harvest, which is obviously a really busy time for everyone, but uh, certainly just grateful that you're going to be able to share some experiences and how you have coached your FSRs, your dealers around objection handling, particularly today's C word is the competitor objection that we hear from the field, competitors around field view. And immediately, I'm sure everyone who's listening has their main competitor in mind that we hear from the field. So let's get started. Let's get into this. Andrew Canuck, our regional training manager, partner lead for Digital Farming Institute is also on the call and he's going to guide us through a couple questions just to get us started talking about this. But Andrew, as we're talking about handling objections, give us a quick level set. What are we talking about? What do we need to know when it comes to handling objections? Thank you, Val. As we move into this competitor objection podcast, I quickly want to touch on How do we work through those objection steps? So number one, we're going to listen verbally what the customer has to say and also pick up on those nonverbal cues. The second step would be acknowledging that competitor objection. 
Three, we'd work to clarify and understand through some questions on what is this competitor objection. Four, we'll answer the objection. And five, we'll verify that we have appropriately addressed this competitor objection for the customer. When we look to answer, we use the erase method. And that can be experiences, reasons, authority, statistics, and examples on how we can answer this competitor objection appropriately for the customer. So now we're going to turn this over and talk with Matt and Ben. Guys, give us a brief background on what is the big deal on this competitor objection today? So yeah, Andrew, um, the big deal is it's a big market, right? Every company out there needs some platform in this space. And every company is vying for you know that customer's attention. Also unique um, to this space is competitors are not direct competitors. You know, Ford has a three-quarter ton pickup, Chevy has a three-quarter ton pickup. In the digital space, that is unlikely that products are as similar as a Ford pickup and a Chevy pickup. To piggyback off Ben there, I kind of see it like the space race in the late 60s, right? All these companies are coming together to try to get to one goal, which is reaching the moon. And, and, and digital seems to kind of be the rocket fuel to get us there, right? And, um, you know, everyone has some similar form of digital product with different litanies of features and things of that nature. But yeah, and, and of course, with that comes a lot of objections or what is, what's the difference between, you know, your company versus X company? And I think knowledge and listening is truly the power to, to kind of unlocking those objections and handling them appropriately. You guys made an interesting point that software in the digital space, it's not the same versus pickups. Can you share an example where maybe somebody perceives a digital software as a competitor, but yet they could also be a nice companion that works with FieldView today? And you really have to kind of uncover that with the customer to, to share that perspective? I'm sure the first one that comes to mind for the both of us would be John Deere uh, with their My John Deere Operations Center. They obviously have a lot of the same functionalities that we see here at Climate Field View today from, from data collection to data analysis to cloud-based storage and things of that nature. However, the way I kind of look at it, John Deere is a at the heart and soul of their company, a, ma a machine company, right? They produce combines and tractors and planters and everything of that sort. And here at FieldView, we really partner with our seed teams to bring agronomic decisions to the farmer. And I think we both play very well in our own separate spaces, but we can and we have partnered up with John Deere to get the best of both worlds uh, via an API connection. If you have a farm that is all green, runs all John Deere equipment with a couple easy button presses, you can connect your FieldView account to their My John Deere account. And if so, just like that, the data streams out over into FieldView. So then you can have those uh, agronomic conversations with your retail partner, with your FSR to help you guys better your farm. And I think a lot of folks are aware of that, but you know, there's obviously a market out there that probably isn't aware of that. So I think we both do things very well and partnered up, we could do things even better. And yeah, you know, John Deere Ops Center is a great example of that for sure. And then so many of the other platforms as well. We have API connections with them through data inbox. Um, it's easy to move data back and forth. A customer really doesn't have to choose us or them. And whoever them is, they don't have to choose. The value of precision agriculture is high enough 
that using more than one platform can be very beneficial and a customer ought not box themselves into just us or just them. That's an interesting perspective that you both have shared. From your experience, do you have a rough idea on how many software platforms or different touch points a customer might use? And I know it could vary, but could you give the audience a rough idea? Is that of just how many competitors are kind of playing in that digital space, Andrew? Yeah, uh, playing in that space. And then, for example, you're on a farm with a customer, so FieldView is on the farm. Do you have a rough idea how many other potentially digital softwares they're using on the farm as well? Based on, y'all said, hey, a customer doesn't totally have to choose. They all kind of can work together harmoniously. Absolutely. I had a very interesting experience last week, actually, with a customer who's using three different digital uh, tools on their operation. Climate Field View, of course, My John Deere Operations Center, as well as Ag Leader SMS. And really, he used My John Deere Operations Center as what I would call a file cabinet for his data. With the simplicity of John Deere of, you know, you key off your tractor, you key off your piece of equipment, the data flows right up to their website. He knew that it was there for safekeeping. And if he needed to move that to get to a analysis spot, he could do that from operations center. So I've, he was one of the first customers that I've seen that have been successfully using three different platforms on his operation. Of course, he was doing his analysis in climate field view when it came to um, hybrid by hybrid reports, tracking that with field health imagery. And then he would use SMS in terms of data manipulation for clipping data, making sure it's assigned to the correct client farm and field, as well as he was dabbling with uh, prescriptions, writing prescriptions in, in Ag Leader SMS, which if you've spent any time in there, that is like um, trying to push a rock up a hill. It's almost impossible. So we had a great conversation about what scripting features we were adding to Climate Field View. And that just kind of goes to show that knowledge can be super helpful in those situations when you have a customer that's using multiple platforms. At the highest level, you know, a grower's data management needs can be divided into three categories the way I see it. Marketing, fleet, financial, agronomy, and then data. And many platforms cover two or three of those, but I don't know that there's any one platform that covers all five of them. So I'll agree with Matt. Um, there are a lot of growers out there who are using three different platforms to manage all that, all five of those things. Thank you for that. I was reflecting a little bit uh, as you guys were speaking based on my own family farm, and we've got five that we use today, and that includes FieldView. So what I hope folks take away is there's a lot of opportunity out here. We may see it as competitive, but each platform provides value to that customer, and FieldView is very much a part of that story, even if somebody might be using SMS or My John Deere. As you get this competitor objection posed to you, why do customers believe that this is something that you need to answer from the field view level? Could you give any experience on that or background as to that perception? I would say first off, um, Andrew, is you know that customer is you know asking that question to really gauge you know our competence, you know our individual competence in answering the question, right? They're going to ask you know, a challenge question and gauge your competence by how well you handle that question. They may not be interested in what the answer is so much as how you answer the question. 
I would say in that situation, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are the digital experts in the field, right? We are their source of information of what's going on in the digital space. And um, I think a lot of the customers that I interact with are looking for an answer for that. Whether it is, hey, what is different between you and, and a specific competitor and maybe where they could leverage FieldView in certain situations on their operation, whether it is in the scripting piece that we talked about with that previous example of mine, or whether it's in data collection or marketing. And I think we're doing a tremendous job of making less competitors out in that space and making more partners in that space here at FieldView to really become that one-stop shop for our customer base when it comes to marketing data fleet management and the litany of everything else there those are some outstanding perspectives and nuggets that i hope you all as the audience listening to this go back and listen to because ultimately what ben and matt were saying we have a strong team in the field second to none that shows up and helps customers and customers are looking for a source of information beyond just the equipment side of what the data can do When you really think about that knowledge and that component where customers are kind of checking your oil, is there ever been a time where you've seen that by handling that objection, it brought the customer closer in using our product? Or is it something that they just kind of take the knowledge and continue on as they were? Yeah, as you're working through an objection a customer brings up, Andrew, if that customer recognizes, you know, your competence and knowledge of the product, both the product and, you know, future tr- problem solving issues they might have up and your commitment to the job and, and the sincerity, they're very quickly going to be coming to you for things, you know, after that, right? If this person can fix this problem that I brought up, they're willing to fix this problem that I brought up, they can fix this problem that I brought up, they can do a lot more for me also. Yeah, I think Ben really hit it on the head there. There have been a lot of customers that I've interacted with that that just are looking for support for their digital pieces, right? And us being the knowledgeable piece in the field when it comes to digital, answering their questions, helping them with a few tips and tricks or um, solutions to the problems that they see during busy season really helps them lean into using FieldView or leaning into using the digital space and overcoming that fear of technology. So being that go-to person for them really can help them dive in deeper uh, and lean into digital. An objection is an opportunity, an opportunity to engage that customer and grow the relationship. Thank you for calling that out, Ben. I'd like to maybe just hit this one quickly. I don't necessarily need a download, but I'd like you to reflect for a second. We've talked about a few competitors like my John Deere. I've heard Ag Leader SMS. Could you clarify a little bit, what would be a couple more competitors that the audience might hear out in the marketplace? And it doesn't necessarily have to be machine data. Maybe it's, you know, something on drones or or other things, but could you give us a little perspective on that, please? I can never remember these names, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an ever-growing list, it seems like. Um, like we mentioned at the top, you know, every company is trying to get in play in the digital space and it seems like every 24-hour period there's a new one that pops up i think one of the other ones that i see a lot of is is echelon and that's more of a a tool for uh, some of our retail partners to utilize for uh, fertility scripting and population density scripting i know that's one that i've gotten a lot of questions around 
my John Deere, of course, is is probably number one in terms of the objections and, and questions that I get around a competitor or a partner in that situation. But like I mentioned, there's so many out there it would take a full hour long podcast to probably list them all off. In the north, I hear a lot about uh, the company Farmers Edge. They're in Western Canada, who um, come down to the U.S. Some they, you know, they cover agronomy and data, and also some financial. They also have people out in the field um, working with growers directly. Thank you for those perspectives. One thing I would add on to what both Ben and Matt have said. Matt mentioned Echelon, where potentially the customer perceives that the Echelon software is a direct competitor to climate. They both can play in the space of digital softwares where maybe they overlap on prescriptions, for example, uh, but maybe Echelon doesn't help bring that data into one place and is easy to share. And that's one thing in this competitor space, we have to break it down a little bit and understand where does the customer see the competitive overlap? What are they doing in each software to have that knowledgeable, competent conversation to really help guide them on the next step. What do you do as you get the call from a Bayer colleague, a dealer around this competitor objection? How do you handle that? How do you encourage them, coach them, help them through it? As Ben mentioned, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity. Any objection is an opportunity, right? So I always you know, and instill in my FSRs and my, my seed counterparts and chemistry counterparts to listen. What is the customer's end goal? What are they trying to achieve in the digital space? Whether that is, uh, you know, specific side-by-side application comparison with to yield or whether it's seed side-by-side comparison to yield or if it's they want to get to a point where they can do population density prescriptions or uh, variable rate fungicide prescriptions, whatever it may be and what they are trying to achieve as a customer. And then from there, supplementing with how FieldView can fit that need for that customer. So it's really kind of a two-way street or two-way proposition there where listen, engage, ask those probing questions, and then have that information ready to fill in with where FieldView can fit those needs. So Andrew, you started off with the five steps of handling objections. Matt just commented on listen. In my experience, the third step, clarify, um, is very important for this role as well because it is such a big thing, right? Again, we're not selling Chevy pickups, very specific things. We're selling something that's more wide ranging. Let's get the clarify piece figured out. What really are you, you know, in an objection are you concerned about? And in what in this platform are you trying to accomplish? When we can clarify that, we can answer much more effectively. Outstanding. And that piece right there alone is the goals and goals on each operation is going to be largely different. There could be some similarities that, yes, everybody wants to use their data. They want to extract value out of it, but their end goals may be very different on how they use that data. As you think about the relationship component, the personal one-on-one, are there any things that impact how you handle this competitor objection, be it with the farmer or the dealer, to try and handle it appropriately? Be patient. It's very rare to be able to you know, handle an objection, get a customer in a really good spot with one conversation. You walk into a customer's shop, 
and they bring up the objection, which is an opportunity. They, they give you that opportunity. It's very unlikely to achieve everything you're looking to achieve, achieve that sale just in that meeting. It's follow-ups in person, phone, text. You run into them uptown, um, whatever. Got to recognize that this is a process that moves at its own pace and not your pace. Yeah, I totally agree. Patience definitely is a necessity, even though during specific times of the year for us, our patients can run thin with how busy we are. But being on top of it, doing that follow up, reaching out after harvest or after planning and, and seeing how everything went can really go a long way. And that really builds one thing, and that's that's trust, right? And once a customer can start to trust you, that's when we really open up the door in that relationship and, and have the ability to lean more into the digital space. Well, gentlemen, I know that you both are really phenomenal coaches and have obviously shared a wealth of um, different perspectives on on the competitors you've seen in the field. Appreciate how you've answered some of Andrew's questions. I got a question for y'all that I'm going to throw a wild card because I think y'all are pros and I think you can hit it out of the park. Because of the time that you've spent with the competitive Intel team, which I, would, I think FSRs should know, our, our listeners should know that we actually have a team set aside that focuses on on studying and learning about our competitors and just making sure that we're up to date and up to speed on what's going on in this digital space. I'm curious from both of your perspectives, what have you learned about competitors in this digital ag space that has surprised you? What has been something that you've learned over the last few years that even as you both have spent time in working in this field because of your time with the competitive Intel team that really surprised you? A huge advantage we have over competitors is our deep integration with our actual customer end users. Climate is is tied with you know a seed and crop protection company. Very few other digital companies have a tie like that, and they are going. They need to go to other companies to have access to those customers. In the case of Bear Crop Science and Climate Field View. We are that company with access to those customers. I might be a little biased, but I think we provide some of the best support in the nation. We have a tremendous team to back this product. And if you're a customer that hasn't been connected with your local CEM, I would advise you to reach out to your ChemFSR, to your CDFSR, and make that connection because we can really show you the power that is behind the digital company Climate Field View. And and I think, uh, may, like I said, I might be a little biased, but we provide some pretty grade A, class A support for it. I love that you both echoed that answer because that's something that I've also personally learned talking with other CEMs about some of our competitors that we know well, hear a lot about, but realizing that we are the differentiator. The people that work behind Climate and Bear are the differentiator in this space. That is empowering to me because I think when we talk about digital transformation, we lose sight of the people, that it's the people that makes that transformation successful. So thank you guys. Thank you for sharing that. I think about for these listeners, if you are empowered today to talk more about competitors, if you have more questions, certainly reach out to Matt Zimmerman, Ben Schrader. I know they'll answer your questions. We have a wealth of knowledge in them and our support team as well. Reach out. And yeah, thank you for this podcast that we've been able to accomplish today. So thank you guys for your time. Thanks, Val. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode where we have a real conversation about field view compatibility. 
and how to handle objections around getting data into our platform. Until next time, this has been The Field Viewpoint. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service. Our services provide estimates or recommendations based on models. These do not guarantee results. Agronomists, commodities, brokers, and other service professionals should be consulted before making financial, risk management, and farming decisions. More information at climate.com disclaimers. FieldView is a trademark of Climate LLC.